Hey, Candice here, and I love all things business and marketing, but my biggest hurdle is my nine to five. That's right, you heard it. I still work a nine to five, and while I like getting consistent income, I'm not able to maximize my God-given talent and all that I know I can be in this world. So instead of dreaming of quitting my nine to five, I am on a quest to making those dreams become reality. Come on this journey with me as I climb mountains, jump through hoops, and leap over hurdles to start and grow a business. What am I going to do? I don't know. What type of business will I start? Who knows? When will I give my notice? Only God knows. But one thing I want to share, and that is this journey with you. So come on this rollercoaster ride with me and enjoy the fun. Welcome back to another episode of the Hellasia Dorsey podcast. If you need more people to click buy now, sign up, or open your emails, I have Claire Winston on today. How are you doing today, Claire? I'm doing well, Candice. How are you? I'm fine. So could you tell everyone about yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, Well, I'm a conversion copywriter, and that means that I write the words uh, for your business that make people take an action. So maybe open an email or to buy now or to subscribe. There's two parts of the business. So the one part is done for you services. I specialize in sales pages for online entrepreneurs, and I will create those for my clients. And then I also have a Facebook group, um, a free Facebook group where I help, um, you know, those mamas who, and business women who maybe don't have the resources or the desire to outsource that kind of copy work, but they really, it's really, really important that you do have conversion copywriting in your business, either that you're outsourcing it. And if you can't or don't want to, then it's really important that you do the best that you can with what you've got. And then, you know, when you can outsource it, then you do. And so I offer tips and tricks to, and resources, free and paid resources to help women um, learn how to create these things for themselves. That's really good and really helpful because I do not like doing copy, just to let you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, to get to convert, that's a whole nother story. So I'm really happy that you offer this type of service. So tell us something about yourself that most people do not know. Well, I... I've lived all over the world, but not a lot of people realize that I was actually born in Zimbabwe a long time ago, and that's where my family is from. Um, And then uh, when I was little, we moved to South Africa. Um, My mom and dad are, one is from South Africa, and my dad is from the United States. And so I have American birth certificate, American citizenship, um, and now I'm here. But most people don't know I was actually born in Zimbabwe. That's awesome. So how long did you stay out there before you guys came to America? Well, we, I left when, uh, we left when I was really small. My dad being American just worked there for a while. And then that's going to go down a whole rabbit hole, but how he met my mom and all of that. Um, but that's, we, he ended up finishing his work there. And then actually we went to Canada. He was an entomologist. He studied bugs. And so he was in Africa studying mosquitoes. Uh, and then he got a job in Canada and we moved to Canada and I spent many, many years there. Wow, so you've been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, the more questions you ask on that, the more complicated that gets. And that's why I sound a bit different. Sometimes I sound American. I like to think I do, and other times I don't. 
Lynn, this really, I really like the the way that you've been to those different parts of the world. And I think that is so amazing. You know, where I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area, so I'm from Oakland. And a lot of people, including like my family members, they stay in that bubble, just that Bay Area bubble and haven't been anywhere. But I've experienced going to different places. I lived in Washington and I lived all over the Bay Area. And when you're exposed to different places and you learn how other people live besides people in Oakland, your perception of, you know, just the world in general just completely changed. So I love listening to people who've traveled and who, you know, have the, those stories to, to tell and to share because I can kind of like relate. I haven't been to another country, but <laughs> I can kind of relate, you know, moving around and everything. And I think it's very fascinating. It is. And you definitely see the world and work and people a lot differently and realize that things are, are not as black and white, if I can use that expression. Right. That, you know, there's no, there's, you know, truth on, on in, in some things. There's, there's truth on either side. Uh, and then there's that he says, she says, and then the truth is somewhere in the middle. And that there's really, you know, problems everywhere. In some cases, they are similar problems. In other cases, they're different problems. And there's definitely no grass is greener on the other side. I love living where I live now, and I wouldn't change it. And I'm so glad that I've had that opportunity. But one of the things that that opportunity to travel and move around has shown me is that roots are really incredibly important. So by all means, travel, go places, but roots, I think, are so important. Yeah, I, w I will agree with you completely. So I'm all about taking action. Could you give us some advice on how our listeners out there can pretty much take action in their life or their business or their health for that matter? What advice could you give those out there on how to take those first steps? Oftentimes we have an idea and that's going to probably better ourselves or better our business or better our lives, but it's kind of hard to take those steps. What advice would you give our listeners out there? That is such a good question. And my initial response would have been purely business. And um, that would be to know your audience before you do anything or you know your audience. But for a piece of advice that really goes through all of those, whether it's your health or your personal or your business, is that there really is no such thing as failure until you give up. And, and I say that because we often, especially in business or health or in our lives, try and do something and we don't get it right the first time. And so we think, oh, well, you know, then I failed or I don't want to do this or I'm not going to do it. And one of the things in business that I've worked for myself for so long um, is just realizing that just because it didn't work doesn't mean give it up and stop doing it. Figure out what's wrong and keep going. And some of these things take a while to see through fruition and actually see results. And sometimes there's things that need to be tweaked. But as long as you keep going and trying, then you haven't failed yet. And one of the things that I do get right in my my own life is health and fitness. And when I think about that, if I was going to run a marathon or something, which I probably couldn't do right now, but if I was going to do something like that, then I know that right now I'm going to need to you know, run around the block. I'm not going to try and do a 10 miler right now, but I know that in time, if I keep at it and I'm consistent, I'll get it. And the same is in business. Um, I specialize in sales pages. I can talk all the live long day about them. 
whether I create them for clients or I help others. And if you try and, and if I take that as an example and you have a sales page or you have an offer and you're trying to sell something and that launch fails, we have a tendency to just think, well, I'm no good at this or I can't do this or nobody wanted that offer or get really down on ourselves. And if we try and turn that around and say, all right, let's figure out what went wrong and fix it for next time and be consistent and find the gaps in the numbers and what wasn't working. And then you try it again. There's no failure if you don't quit, if you just keep going. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. That's really good because I've, I've done a couple of uh, funnels, just mini funnels. And I found that, uh, that they work. Like I've, I've done like an opt-in page and then, um, but something simple, nothing crazy. Um, and I drove them to a Facebook group and that worked. But at the end of the Facebook group, I didn't even really know what to do with them, which is funny. And I said, well, you know, I know how to do that piece right. of it, but and it's just something so simple. Like people don't realize that, you know, you don't have to have like this uh, massive craziness of a long page or anything. It could be, you know, the who, what, you know, what, where, when, and then that's it. And it could just be something as simple as that, you know, that you can do, but we see other people do like different pages and everything. And we get it complex in our mind. Like, Oh, that's kind of, that's confusing. I don't know what to do, but it could be so simple. In terms of, it depends with, with landing pages versus sales page. First, I totally agree that we see the big marketers out there and we see what they're saying and it's really hard to, to follow them. And, and I think that with a lot of us, um, aspiring entrepreneurs, especially women, we look at some of those marketers and we feel icky. Mm-hmm. And sales doesn't come naturally to a lot of us. And so when we see that and the words marketing and the word sales and the word funnels and the word sales pages, we get totally terrified, completely overwhelmed. And then either we don't do it or we don't do it well. You know, there, there's a format of it. There's um, a science and an art but I really want women to know that they can do it gracefully and authentically. And sales pages are one of the best ways so, um, to help you be able to sell your, your offer or your services when you don't feel like you can sell it, right? So when you are on a call or you're trying to sell off a live or webinar, we can feel really uncomfortable. But if we have forethought we put it down into a sales page and everything's in there and there's a way of connecting with your dream clients your potential clients emotionally and then backing that up with logic and with reason and you can tell a story and you can do this and serve your clients gracefully and authentically and not feeling icky but I think a lot of those big marketers make us feel icky and feel like we can't do it and I get that you know I get that but but there's you know, there's a formula that's an art and a science. And so it's just about learning that and not being afraid. And it's okay to be afraid, but trying it anyway and going forward with it anyway. I love it. So I'm going to shift a little bit because I do see that you have a promotional offer. Could you tell us something about that? Well, I have two things, two ways that I can help. And so again, I have the two sides of business. So I do have the done for you services for women who who need help with their sales pages. 
but my heart really, 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 and truly is with women who are struggling with that side of things. And this all, if I can, I guess, go off track, just do a little bit of a backstory real quick. I started a free group, um, back in 2019 for uh, women who, you know, hardworking women who just needed tips and tricks to, to get their copy to convert. And one of the things that I did every week was a feedback copy hour. And that gave women the opportunity, members of the group, the opportunity to post some of the copy that they had written. And then I could give feedback and guidance on things that they could tweak, things that they could do themselves. And over this period of a couple of months, I started to see that one of the biggest uh, fall down spots in copy was the sales page. So I was offering, and I do offer web copy and all kinds of things as well, but I loved the sales page part of it. But my heart was breaking for the women who had their services and had these offers and they just, they were just really struggling to, to have them sold. And I could, I could see in these pages what was wrong, but it's not necessarily a quick fix. You know, it's, it's an overhaul and it's not something that I could do in the confines of a Facebook thread. And so I created a masterclass. It was a live masterclass for women just like that who feel like they need some special skills or they need some special talent or they had to have gone to college or got that certificate or something, but that they just weren't enough to create their own sales pages or they felt like they needed a whole lot of money so that they could outsource it. And then the third type of woman that I was seeing were women who felt like they didn't need a sales page at all, that it was okay to just sell one-on-one, one-on-one or through direct message or through email. And really, I just, we just don't have time for that. Truly, we do not have time to, you know, hey, if you're interested in my offer, just send me a personal message. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm a mom. Um, I was homeschooling before all this happened. And now I have a foster child who I'm homeschooling as well. So I don't have time to be constantly answering the same questions in my e- emails and in my inbox. And I know that most women don't have that time either, especially since you're going to be asked the same questions. And so you can really solve a lot of those kinds of problems through a sales page. And so I, I had a masterclass and it's actually I'm currently being revamped. It's still totally open. It's just, it's several modules, several short videos that will actually show you how to write um, your own sales page, um, how to create it, how to do the tech, how to do the design. And then a real, it's just, it's the sweet and simple sales page solution. Um, and that just really is supposed to be sweet and simple. It's taking the key messages from marketing and helping you to sell your offer and sell your service so that just more gracefully. So I have that, but what's even more important, you can have the best sales page in the world, but if you don't get traffic to that sales page, there's going to be a problem. So really you could spend $20,000 on having somebody write a sales page. And there are copywriters who charge that amount. I'm not one of them, but there are people out there that do. But if you don't have the traffic going to that page, then you're not going to get the conversion rate that you need. And so what I do have for free is, and I would love um, any listeners who are interested to sign up, is uh, five simple ways to drive more traffic to your landing page. And that could be your landing page. It could be your free group. It could be a sales page. And these are just real simple tweaks that you can make to, firstly, your personal Facebook page. And then also, 
teaches how you can just use groups and your business page differently so that you actually send in traffic without feeling gross and icky and spammy and like you've got to inbox everybody. But nice, simple way of using Facebook to your advantage to bring more of that free traffic over to your landing page or your sales page. I love it. And I definitely need this right now. <laughs> I'm getting ready to open up a Facebook group and I'm like, okay, Candace, it's time to get people in there. And the only way I know how to do it is to have a freebie, have a thank you page, and then um, have an option on that thank you page if they want to join the group, have the information about it, and then drive it that way. So I think this will be awesome for me to do it organically because I'm a Facebook ad girl. I, <laughs> I, I, I bought hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of ads, but um, I love it so much, but I'm like, I need to do this a little differently, try to do it organically, you know? So I'm really happy Absolutely. that you have this. Facebook ads are amazing. They absolutely are. And again, you know, with the two sides of my business, my heart is with women who are, try, are bootstrapping this. I, I say this a lot. You do the best that you can with what you've got until you have more or no more, and then you can do more. And so there, there's a point, you know, when you are going to need to scale and you're going to need to spend that money. But if you cannot, that doesn't mean you fail. And I think it comes from my own personal story through business and what did I get right and what did I get wrong? And then just looking at women who, who just don't have those resources or, you know, they've got to just pull themselves up by their bootstraps kind of girls and they're going to do this on their own. All right. So you deserve that. You deserve to still be successful, to get yourself to a certain point. What can I do to help you get to that point where you are going to then scale and then outsource and then do your Facebook ads? So these are just simple tweaks because we're all in the Facebook groups so or we should be. And um, so use this to your advantage. You know, when you're in there, how do you re relate to people in those groups and other people's groups? And then where do you want to send them? And we can't advertise. And this was something that I get asked a lot as well. Since you can't advertise in the group, oh, but Claire, I can't use these groups because most of them won't let me advertise. Well, nobody's listening to you when you advertise in a group anyway, let's be honest. But there's a way where you can be authentic, just be yourself and help people in that group and help where your skills are. You don't have to spam anyone. You don't want to inbox anybody that you don't know that hasn't invited you in there. But you still want to showcase what you do. And so if we make some tweaks, there's um, certain things on your Facebook page, your personal page that you can change. That So while you're busy helping people in that thread, that person and all the other people around can actually get to know you and what you do. And when they're interested, they take that next step. So, and that's all free. That's something that I offer for free to help. That's great. So what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Well, 10 years ago, a little bit less than 10 years ago, I started my business for the first time. It was called Ohana PR. And I think I launched at the end of 2010. It went well for a year. And then I had just the one client. It was a smallish client, but it was enough of a client that I was just coasting. And I wasn't looking for any other business. I was just happy doing my day-to-day -day thing. Kind of, it was a good paying client and it was just perfect. And then one day she didn't pay me. And this is back in the day when I invoiced at the end of the month. So she hadn't paid me at the end of the month after I had done four weeks of work. And two weeks into the next month, she told me that she was getting divorced and her husband, who had been paying my invoices, wasn't going to pay. 
So that meant I was six weeks out of money, plus looking at the next two weeks, like I was about to get paid again. And just everything crashed around me overnight because I wasn't ready with any more clients. I, I was kind of just breaking even with that one client. And I had put all my eggs into that one basket. So the business failed. I actually lost my car. I ended up waitressing for a while as well to kind of get everything back on track. And then for a couple of years, I was just too heartbroken and embarrassed and my ego was bruised up to try again. So I went back into corporate and I did that for a few years until I realized that that was really not the place for me. And I went out on my own. But in that time, I had gained a lot more confidence. I had read a lot of business books. So I was great at the PR and the copywriting and all of that side of things. Well, for everybody else, but it never occurred to me to do the business side of things for myself. So my biggest advice to myself 10 years ago would be the experts say that you should be spending 60% of your resources. Now your resources might be your time. It might be your team. It might be your money, but 60% should be spent on marketing yourself, your business. And I would say without a doubt that that is the most important thing that I would have told myself 10 years ago. Don't take it all for granted. You need to have some kind of way to constantly market yourself or be out there and you've got to take that time and as solopreneurs it can be so easy to get in in your business and in your clients business that you forget that you need to market yourself don't ever ever forget that that's true because we can get that one client like you said that i did the same thing get that one client and then you completely stop doing the things that you did to actually acquire that one client. You know, I hear all the time, you know, you're supposed to be marketing every day and um, reaching out to people and everything. Just have that at least maybe, it could be maybe 30 minutes an hour or could be as little as 15 minutes to, you know, just uh, try to get yourself out there. And I agree with you 100%. That's one thing that I didn't do a couple of years back. I still have the client. She comes in, you know, she asked me for help and everything. It kind of shifted my business. But I agree that I, I agree completely that I should have been marketing myself at the time that I was, I still had her as a client, you know? Always, absolutely always. And if you think about it, look at how many hours you schedule yourself maybe for a week. You know, if you're working a 20 hour, 40 hour week, what would 60% of that look like? It's astounding how little we actually tend to market ourselves. But if you've got a Facebook group, I think Facebook's changed things a lot. And if you've got a Facebook group and um, you're nurturing that and you nurturing that email, then that's definitely a good start. And meeting new people and doing those networking and always, always have that. Not in the back of your mind, but what am I going to do this week? Uh, realistically, can, many of us, um, and I work with a lot of moms and I am a mom and I'm a single mom. And a lot of moms that I work with are homeschooling as well. In fact, we all are right now. So time is limited. So to realistically say, can I spend, you know, 12 hours out of a 20 hour week on marketing? No, probably not. But what can you do? And be consistent in that, whether it's an email, you know, an email and a group and a, a Facebook live or a podcast or something like that. And constantly, constantly have something that you're doing for a couple of hours every week. So you're getting in front of new people and nurturing the people who already know you. So when that time comes, you know, maybe you're running a waiting list of clients if you serve in service, uh, but at least you have people who you can reach out to when things, when, if something like that does go wrong. Because even when you've got an ironclad contract with someone, 
we also want to give grace and things do happen. And there are times when you're just not going to recoup that money. And so you want to be able to gracefully move on to some other project. If nothing else, that's one of the most important things. Clients will come and go, but you've got to be prepared to go and find new ones. Yeah, I can agree 100%. So where can everyone find you? Okay, well, I am in my group uh, most often. And so that is, the name of the group is Inspire Transform Influence. And that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash graphite and grace. My website is graphiteandgrace.com. And if you uh, want to chat to me directly, you can email me at hello at graphiteandgrace.com. Awesome. Well, Claire, I am so happy that you came on the show today. Thank you, Candace, so much. Hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Now, can you do me a favor? If you love this episode, please write a review. Let me know what you think or send a shout out on Instagram at csdorsey underscore hello. I can't wait to read your love notes.